Jeremy, welcome. Um, I'm excited about this um, for many reasons. Um, um, finding, starting any business, mm. it's a big decision to say I'm going to start a business. To start making it work, it's a, it's a, another story. To scale it, that's another story. Starting at young age on tools yep. as a as a tradie, yep. which is phenomenal because I started as a tradie and and um, and I always say my mother will say today if I tell my mom at 9 p.m. I'm so tired I just got home she would be like why are you tired you know you didn't work on tools you know say so <laughs> you haven't done anything heavy yeah and um, uh, but I know what it means to start something from nothing and scale it to. The city cave is now yep. 72 locations. So, you know, welcome. We're so excited to have a co-founder of, of City Cave and um, clearly successful business founded in 2016 and from one to 72. And I've just found out it's going to be soon 73 locations. Yes, in Bondi. Uh, <laughs> yes, and um, which is exciting. Um, um, it, it's, a, it's a really big deal. So thank you for being here. How the hell did this all started? Because 70 almost three yeah. locations many more planned yeah. two guys one carpenter one tyler yeah. <laughs> saying let's conquer the world and create city cave yeah it's, thank you and mate um, it's an honor just to be here with you to be honest um really interestingly you know i tim and i were both you know high school dropouts as they say in the tabloids yeah. but not not very academic, I think, yes. and, and and I think the only pathway for for us and probably similar to you was like get into a trade. At least you got something. Hundred percent. And I think that actually gave us the best platform. I think tradies would get a real bad rap in Australia. Yes. Um, I think that there's this amazing amount of dedication to getting something done, even though you don't know how to do it. Yes. And I think that's what I really took from yes. um, being a tradie, and and that that really has been the stem of our career and the success of this brand is like answering these unanswerable questions. I think yeah. it's been um, really good. But 2016, you're right, in about June, uh, Tim and I went in for a float at this place in Brisbane City. And um, first time we tried it, for me, it was a little bit confronting. I like, you know. <laughs> what is I, this? Yeah, I, <laughs> I wanted to do it because I heard all these different things that were yes. um, out and about there in the marketplace yes. and there was nowhere to do it. So I was like, okay, this is kind of sitting in this like, slipstream of like I'm curious and I'm interested yes. and I'm the kind of guy that you know I want to be a, like an early adopter in certain aspects yes. so we just tried it for our own stress and our own you know personal reasons yes. so there was no reason to start a business in this area whatsoever we weren't looking in that fashion but like I said a very confronting experience I kind of for, for the first time in a long time I was able to it wasn't really a mirror but what felt like a mirror I was able to look in the mirror and go how, how do you feel about yourself right yes. now where are you in your world and what are you excited about? And yes. what what is it that you truly want from yourself? And in in that moment, I wasn't quite happy with who I was. I wasn't yes. exercising. I was smoking. I was you know drinking and partying on then, the weekend. It does happen when you are on tools as well. Yeah, it does. Right? <laughs> you can smoke any time. It's in all part you of cannot. it. <laughs> so um, I I kind of got out of there, and, and I felt like I'd confronted some of these things that I wasn't completely happy about that maybe were just you know just being brushed past yes um and that was really eye-opening for me I felt like I got out and like I'd left all that shit in the yes. tank um so that felt really good and yes. I felt lighter like quite literally I was floating yes. out of there 
Tim and I were sitting in there and it was a bit uncomfortable. The experience end to end wasn't that great, but what happened in there was fantastic. So, and this is not a word of a lie. We both walked out of that business and we looked at each other and we said, business idea. And, it, and within about three months, City Cave was born. We had a website, we had a booking system, we built the thing. Tim Tiled, he did all the stonework in there, which he <laughs> regretted. So you saved some money, him doing the work there, huh? We saved a lot of money. And I remember on day one, Tim's like running around with a silicon gun. You know, we've got yeah. 150 people out of our front doors in this like little place on James Street. Yeah. And um, yeah, we opened the doors with all this fresh silicon around. <laughs> you know, just quickly dusting ourselves off. So that's how it started. Yes. We wanted to give that, I wanted to give that feeling. And I mean, for me personally, I wanted to give that feeling that I got to yes. someone else because I knew that there was more people out there like me that maybe just haven't asked themselves a question or been in a space where it's all turned off just yes. for one second so that we can, you know, consider what the hell else is going on in our yes. lives. Which is really interesting because you were both in completely different industry hmm. and um, in, in, you know, being in construction, um, uh, you're really relying on yourself because you're hands-on most cases doing the work yourself. And now starting something new, you know, were you ever afraid or scared? Will this work? Will this not work? Or you just knew you're making this work? That's a, um, that's a really good question. I think I'm a little bit fearless in that sense. Where it was like, yes. I was definitely stupid and naive to think that this was going to be easy or it was going to work. I just believed that there were yes. more people like me. So I didn't, there, there wasn't really a question of like, is this going to work or not? You're just giving it a go and yeah. there's no plan B. No plan B. and it, Which is interesting because a lot of people, when they are starting, if I fail, it's okay, I've got a plan B. Yeah. With me, I'm going to war and there's no plan B. I'm making it work. There's no going back, full stop. And I'm assuming your personality is probably the same. Yeah. I'm giving it a go. Well, I wasn't going back to being a carpenter. That's for damn sure. <laughs> that, was, that was it for me. And Tim's like, I'm not going back to tiling. This has to work, this one. Yes. So, yeah, I think you're and, right. And you're going to, to um, before, you, which is interesting, um, seeing a lot of different businesses over years and seeing a lot of um, uh, um, different um, entrepreneurs, a lot of times people that are starting business, they don't understand business that they're getting involved and they never went and tried it like you have. Yeah. So you went there and say, hey, this is great for us. And probably between you two, you probably saw what you guys can do better. Yeah. And let's go on our own. Seven years later, 72 locations. Yeah. Anybody can start business. Very easy. It costs you $1,500 or $2,000 to register the company. Yeah. You are what some young individuals would say. I'm calling myself entrepreneur. Easy part. Hard part is making it work. Yeah. And then there's a harder part, scaling. Yeah. From one to 72 today, all of Australia, massive plans going worldwide. Mm. And um, what would you say was a pivot point of you to scaling up? That's a really good question. I mean, the first first two years we didn't, I mean, we, we started this business business without any intention to franchise it. We started it because we wanted to just get this business off the ground and yes. start helping people, right? And then two years went on and 
we made so many mistakes. We yes. made a, a million mistakes. We all still do today. Yeah. It's for life. We ended up having to move our first location because we just stuffed up the build that we built so much. So you um, can't blame the builder. No. <laughs> we did. We just did it on our own. Yeah. <laughs> so that was really hard. And then we, we came up with a concept around this franchise model. If it was if it was in this parameters, it would be a hyper successful business. Yes. And then we tried it and we... Um, I don't know how Kathy Reese, if you're out there, she was the first ever franchisee, absolutely star of a woman. Yes. One must be crazy to buy a franchise off these two guys. They just started. In a, <laughs> yeah, in a float therapy industry that are ex-tradies. Like, yes. mate, bold and brave and she's done really well. Um, but we kind of learned this business together. And, and the reason why we got into the franchise model was because we care about our product so much that yes. we want it to scale. We need it yes. to be out there in the marketplace around the world. It has to. Yes. It's the only way to help. And I think that um, the franchise model was the way to do it with passionate people that yes. cared about their community because I couldn't cut myself into 75 little pieces yes. and put this amount of energy amongst everybody. There's I needed to have someone who cared about what we cared about. Um, and, I, and I really think that because we were in an industry, you know, if you were to do real estate or fitness, yes. there's a bit of a playbook, right? Yeah, of course. We didn't have a playbook. We'd never been in franchising. We'd never really been in business. Yes. And we were trying to figure out how to scale the product that we cared so yes. much about. So we attracted people who cared so much about it as well. Yes. So when it came to hard times, building systems, processes, everything, everyone put their hand in. Yes. All of our franchisees are like, what, what can I do to support the franchise to grow? Yes. So I think the pivotal moment was about... So, at about so selecting good people yeah. made your business better automatically as 100%. well. 100%. And because they cared about us. No, they cared about us. We cared about yes. them. It was a collaborative nature. We leaned into our values. It was so important yes. for us. Um, but at about 10 locations, um, we were getting enough geographical spread at that yes. point to have enough people talking about us around yes. Brisbane and you know Southeast Queensland, and that was when it was like the word of mouth. We I think we did a, a, a what's called a survey once, and word of mouth was like eighty six percent of our business. People yes. got out of a float and they couldn't wait to go and tell someone. Well, I said to you um, uh, before this interview started, there's so many of my friends they've been telling me to try it, hmm. and that's how I heard about the business or City Cave. Yeah. That's how I heard it. My friends were telling me, you got to try this. you got to try this. At least maybe four or five of them. Yeah. So it wasn't you spending millions on marketing or advertising. It's people that are using it. As much as I, you know, I'm a massive, um, um, uh, I'm so active on social media and I think you can leverage it and, and um, it can be great for businesses and so on. But you cannot build... You cannot beat old-fashioned marketing, no. people recommending you. You know, people saying, hey, I was here, you should go. That word of mouth, still in my mind, in my books, is the best way of marketing anything. It's the number one. And the thing is, is like when you have good solid word of mouth, your marketing dollars multiply. A hundred percent. So your one dollar in the market becomes three. It becomes 100%. three because someone else has heard. Oh, you were and I just saw that on my Instagram. That's so, crazy. And, and the thing, but the funny thing is, all the people that were recommending City Cape to me, they didn't say, "Hey, you know, this is good. You should try it." They were, they were really talking it like, "I've really got to try it," um, uh, which is obviously I always say in in um, any business um, when you you know in, in service businesses or any business really when 
we are all employing thousands and thousands of free salespeople. Yeah. Because if I go to City Cave and if I'm happy, if I'm really happy, I'm going to brag about what I have done, which I, I'm, I became a free salesperson. Yeah. Because it's zero commission. Yeah. You're not paying me anything. You know, yeah. Matter of fact, I'm still paying you, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, and I always say, you know, I can tell you that, hey, my business is really great. Yeah. You might listen to me, but if somebody tells you, hey, Emil's company is fantastic, there's 10 times more credibility. So when it comes to marketing, you can't beat no. old school. 100%. So first, first two years, you were really implementing systems, processes, making mistakes, seeing what works before yeah. you pull the trigger to grow. Yeah. What would you say is the hardest part of scaling up? Going from one, not to five, not to 10, 72. Yeah. Uh, hanging on. I think yeah. that's the hardest part is hanging on for dear life and trying to up, because again, you know, not an educated man at all, like no, not an academic either. So even if you put a business book in front of me as far as like an MBA, I probably wouldn't be able to even understand what's in there. I only yes. learned from the school of hard knocks. So when, when we were in that phase, it was really, really important for us to get feedback. Feedback from our franchisees, keeping communication lines open, knowing where the wheels are wobbling, like where, where are the challenges or the things that we're facing that are starting to hurt as we grow. Yes. And it was just hanging on for dear life, yes. you know, just like you're running around the rocket ship, just tightening screws <laughs> and putting things in and unplugging something and putting it in over there. It was it's intense. Because life is different when you are constantly growing businesses yeah i feel you know i have a lot of friends they have great businesses but i call them a flat line so if you can call it accounting company you know you employ five people that are working for you yeah. you're only taking enough work to make sure five people are you know i'm busy maybe two million dollar revenue every year so you know exactly where it's going to be next 12 months you don't want to grow but when you're constantly growing 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 growing, you don't have that um, uh, peaceful running business because you're scaling, you know, now you've got 72 locations. Yeah. We've been just talking about, you know, um, there's a potential even to go scale up to 200 plus in Australia. There's, you know, could be a few thousand in America. And so you're already thinking, hey, buddy, next 10 years yeah. is just climbing Mount Everest one step at a time. Yeah. And, and really just trying to backfill the knowledge and the expertise that we need in this office to support the growth. I think yes. that's been the key thing. The first, say, like three, four, five years, you know, Tim and I were pretty much the only employees that had office. We had yes. Jesse met earlier and um, David as our second employee. Only in the last sort of two years have we really bolted in all these different resources that help the franchise network and, and system grow. And they're the people that I'm looking for now. I, there's nothing more exciting for me than to hire someone who knows way more about whatever it is than I do. It's the, it's the most exciting thing. Which is really, you know, um, smart way of looking at it. Unfortunately, um, uh, you know, we have all seen it too many times that a lot of business owners um, think they know it all. Better, it's my business. You know, yeah. I know better than you. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's my business. I think over the years, I have learned that, you know what, I really know fuck all. You know what I mean? Um, what I mean by that is, you know, there's so many people that are smarter than both of us. We, yeah. We're smarter what we're doing. We know how to do what we do. But when it comes to special departments of even our own companies, 
if we can employ if we can employ people that are smarter than us in their own fields, will help us thrive tenfolds better than what we would do. And the longer that I've done that, and and you're one hundred percent right. The more I actually enjoy not knowing so much. Yes. <laughs> because I'm like constantly sitting here, really excited about what someone's about to teach me. Because I get yes. I get jacked up when someone sits there and they have this fantastic idea. I'm like, yes. man, that is. I can't believe that we haven't thought about that already. Like, <laughs> well, even even talking about, um, you know, I can't believe we haven't thought about that. City Cave, yeah. unbelievable name. Yeah. Easy to remember, easy to market. Um, uh, and we were just, you know, having discussions how you guys actually came up with the name. Um, so tell us, tell the audience, how did you come up with the name? It's it's interesting because what we what Tim and I were trying to achieve and what sort of we got from our experience is we were understanding or we made a bit of a prediction before we opened yes. this business that, you know, the, the use of technology is only ever going to get worse or more, um, I guess, enhanced in yes. our experience. So it's going to yes. become a part of us. And there's not really anything that gives you a way to separate yourself from that. Yes. And the and what we're trying to do, you know, the the technology in your phone is the city. It's yeah. the thing that we've man-made. The cave is our natural state, it's our natural habitat yes. where we used to seek respite and reform and repair. Would we yes. would go and retreat into a cave and feel safe again? Yes. So the city cave is the juxtaposition uh, juxtaposition of the two. Yes, yes. It's us trying to bring these two things and merge the culture together yes. to never forget about who we are as human beings, but also embrace the technology so that it can benefit us in the long run. 72 locations, plan is to grow more. Yeah. Talk of, the, talk of having a flat business <laughs> that is easy to run, you can work three, four hours a day and yeah. happy days. How far are you gonna push it? Um, well, we aren't gonna stop. <laughs> one, of, one of our metrics and it, our whole head office and our leadership team, um, our KPI and our businesses, lives changed. So we're currently at about just over 600,000 people as, as in customers that have been to City Cave. Yeah. And that's what we care about. We chase that number. If we look after the people, they'll look after the business. Yes. And, I, and I truly believe that. So it's not, it's not so much how many locations, it's how many lives can we yeah. change. And I don't think that we can even make an impact in the world the way that we want to yes. without being at global scale. Yes. So that's that's the that's why there's so much motivation and effort behind what we do because we genuinely believe that we can have a part in changing the world. And not by telling you how to live your life, yes. but by you how to telling yourself how to live your life as yes. true to you. I mean look, you know, you can tell me whatever you want to tell me, but if I don't make a decision to act on it, <laughs> you know, so I think um there's the there's the always um trick um, for us humans to let ourselves learn and be open-minded. Hey, go and try City Cave and see if that will change your life and clearly yeah. it's changed yours for better in every aspect. Do you feel, because City Cave is kind of a new concept, would mm. you agree? Yeah. So the pressure is grow it because in my mind and you know, um, uh, many other people's minds, you were kind of first to market specifically in Australia. Yeah. Or first to market where you're doing it. Yeah. Because we were talking before how um, uh, some floating places that did exist in the past, you didn't feel, uh, I would say, comfortable the way you would feel going to your places. Yeah. Do you feel like you also got a pressure of new competitors potentially coming? Yeah, absolutely. So you have to grow. 
You, because sometimes I, you know, in the businesses, um, even in you know, a business that, that myself and my two beautiful partners, Simon and Sean, own, like we are, we are aware there are other people, mm-hmm. but we are also focused on doing the right thing and, and growing the business. But you yeah. always have that, okay, there's another McDonald's or Hungry Jacks yeah. behind you. And I, I'm so encouraging of it. This is the yes. thing. Like I care about the product so much that I actually want competitors. It keeps us honest yes. and it keeps the business alive. And these guys are spending money marketing the product to other people that I'm not reaching. And then Correct. maybe by way of nature or trying a different business, they end up coming to us. I mean, you and Simon would know really well. Yes. It's fucking expensive to be first. It's <laughs> really expensive. So we're, we're, we're footing the bill for yes. the whole industry. And we're, I mean, we're the largest in the world for yes. flotation therapy and our wellness concept, which is cool, but it's nowhere near the capacity. And if, and if we're doing it alone, you know, you're, you're, you're shooting up on a stilt. Yes. And that's not, we need the industry to build itself. And, I, and I, I'm encouraging your competitors and I'm yes. happy to be an open book. I'm happy to sit down and talk to people yes. because something that, you know, buying a franchise isn't for everybody. And some yes. other people, you know, want to just have their own and that's okay too. But we need more money in educating people in this space. And more competitors in a way, more people know about it. And again, if the entire country knows about it, there's yeah. a chance your business will end up, end up growing um, uh, as well. We raise the tide. That's what we're trying to do. Which is, when it comes to even your business, even my one of my companies, um, uh, two ways of starting potential business. One, start brand that nobody knows, which is exactly what you have done. Mm. Nobody has heard of CDK before you started. You were, you were day one, let's go. Yeah. It's much easier to become a franchisee of company like yours. Yeah. System is there, process is there, and there are people like Jeremy that will tell you, hey, this is how you do it. Yeah. But you have chosen that hard road, specifically in the industry, that people didn't even know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. You know, so you, so your your journey is much harder. Clearly, you're persistent, and I'm assuming your business partner team is persistent. Getting industry, no plan B. Yeah. You are unbelievable inspiration for anybody. You can start and create something, which is inspiring. I mean, what what is one message you would say to two tradies watching you two crazy? people when you know what effort we starting city cave and now we have 72 locations <laughs> clearly possible it's it's so simple and it's uh, I, I get some of this from jim carrey's speech a long time ago is that you can like if you believe that you can do something you can other people have done it and i'm not special Yes. I'm, there's nothing, not a special thing about me other than I am persistent and I'm aggressive in my nature of making this work because I care about other people. I'm passionate about what I do and I'm, I've been able to do it. So you can. Like I, it's, it's that simple. And if you stand in front of the mirror every single day and you're thinking this is hard and how do I do this, you just got to keep looking at yourself and say you can because you definitely can. Great message. All answers in our life are in the mirror. Yeah. Because if you fuck up, yep. look at yourself in the mirror, human nature is we look at ourselves in the mirror and we blame everybody around us instead of really seeing ourselves in the mirror and saying, hey, buddy, 
everything you're doing, it's your fault. Yeah. Good and bad. And, and you know, a lot of reflections um, come out of that. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand the true value of one life. I always say that, that today is the day that we never lived before. Yeah. When this day is over, two of us are closer to our ultimate destination. That yeah. is us being 10 feet ground. under, dead. Now, the bullet that's going to kill us has already been fired. When are we going to die? We don't know. It might be 85, might be 70, might be two years from, to, uh, from today. Who knows? Yeah. So I think if people do realize really true value in this life, hey, man, we, we're all going to be old one day. And, um, you know, for people to really, one thing that I always encourage any young individual, if you really want to see how short life is or, or how fast life goes, mm. go and speak to somebody who's 90 years old. Yeah. Now, when you're 90, reality is you're not going to live another 90. You really can't think your days. When you're 90, ask somebody, hey, buddy, how fast did life really go? No 90 years old will tell you, Jeremy, took me forever to get here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to say, hey, I was here yesterday. I was born and today chapter is gone. Yeah. Um, uh, so clearly you two grabbed life by its own you yeah. know, head and say, fuck it. We're going hard. And I think, you know, you, I, I'm, I'm, I know that you can um, agree with me here because you, you grew up. The same way that I did. We grew up with nothing. You know, Very poor. Tim was exactly the same. Strangely, our mums are named the same. And, you know, he's like the Kiwi version of, of my family. And when you grow up with nothing, yes. the fear of going back there, knowing that you're still safe in that environment, yes. gives you this unbelievable, insatiable appetite yes. to just Conquer keep going because yeah. what you know what worse could happen mm. that's not so bad i was fine then i was happier then so in some cases you know yes. and now when i look at it i'm like some people that haven't seen you know the extremities of life you know have yes. really been down to that level of poverty or not experienced the world mm. or understand the atrocities that people go through if they don't see that then their safety net of falling below the line of that their baseline is yes. is really scary yes I think also people are, are, I mean, look, you know, we are living in a different world when, you know, when we were both on tools. Um, there was no Instagram and social media and Bitcoin <laughs> and crypto. And, and for me, if I wanted to be successful, um, uh, I knew that there's a price to pay. Mm. Work your ass off like a donkey. You know, in my case was, you know, work hard so you can buy first property and work hard so you can develop the second one and the third one. And it, it wasn't, you know what? I want to have a Lamborghini when I'm 20 years old. You know, yeah. of course I want to have it, but the reality that is... That wasn't the motivation. The, the, you know what I mean? So right now, I'm, I'm very blessed that, you know, in, in my case, I have six six supercars. And um, all over social media. And a lot of these young individuals, Emil, teach me how to... How do I get one of those? How do I get one of those? I said, simple recipe. Are you prepared to eat shit for 20 years? Eat shit that much that you, you really end up, end up smelling like shit, you know, because <laughs> you eat it. I said, let me tell you, I'm 44. I didn't have Lamborghini or Ferrari or all that bullshit when I'm 20 or 21. I was working seven days a week when I was 18. I'm 44. This lady behind the camera, was I working last Sunday? What time did I finish? 
And that's not that Sunday. Even when I don't work, I work. So all my life, I give it all, you know. So you know, yeah. I had to go to pain, sacrifice, not knowing what day is, what month is, not knowing what a holiday is. Even if I go on a holiday, my mind is elsewhere. My body is just there lying on the beach while I'm, you know, in a la-la land. Um, yeah. No, we all want it today. Yeah. You know, we all want it today. Who the hell wants to spend seven years growing 72 franchises? Can you show me the way I can be a millionaire today? That's what people are, um, that's where people always say, really fuck up a lot. Their focus, how can I be rich? Yeah. And, and can't wait when I'm rich. Well, buddy, you here, you calling yourself rich is there. There's this journey you need to focus enjoying um, because the end of the day is, you know, you might not even ever get there. Or when you get there, who cares when you, you know, when you can spend money on, on stupidities. Um, they don't mean as much as that journey yeah. does to you. How important was your journey to you? So this is and how much fun are you having while growing? As much as you are, holy shit, I'm on hanging a, on. I'm, I'm hanging on. <laughs> um, life's great for me at the moment, and I always think about it like this: It's like money is the byproduct of the good things that you do in the yes. world, and. If I get up every single day and I have that in the forefront of my mind, then I get up every day with the intention to do good things for other people. Yes. And there's not, that, that's the best thing about yes. what I do. I don't care about anything else. I mean, I don't have six supercars. I don't even, I don't even know how you have time to drive that many. <laughs> I don't. Most of them batteries are flat constantly. Yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> I'm just right now living every child's dream, my own child's dream. And uh, Yeah, exactly. And you're ticking that off, right? And, and that's... That's an exciting feat for you, and I think you should reward yourself in those instances. But, but ultimately, you know, what started as a personal journey when we first yes. floated turned into something that I wanted to give to someone else. And, and I'd never done this before, right? You're a trader. You don't, no one says thank you for you know, no. putting their skirting on and walking out. No, like, they all think they're paying you too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you don't get thank yous in that industry. And then some of the first people that ever walked in into the first city cave, because Tim and I worked all the hours in the business. We were like, we've called ourselves float attendants, you know? Yes. Um, and so people were coming in from all different walks of life and they come out. Some people would, you know, have tears in their eyes, they'd cry, they'd thank us. I've never been this pain free. And I was just like, even some people would ring us and go, you've saved my husband's life. He was so stressed out of his mind. This absolutely changed who he was. And then they come out and then they pay us. And I'm like, I'm getting paid to make someone else feel better. Yes. And that was what I started to chase. It's like, okay, I've got to, what else can I do to make someone feel better? Because I, great, that's, great that's of, the conditioning. Great way of thinking. You know, mm. I always say there's enough assholes in this world yeah. that we don't have to be another one that is all about us. You yeah. know? And you have created a business where you care about other people, yourself as an individual, which makes you a good person. And then you're changing their lives for better. Yeah. And, you know, I will literally um, organize one day lunch with four guys that have told me so much about your business. And you will be probably, you're probably going to feel uncomfortable how much they're going to be talking about your business. It's like they <laughs> own it. Um, but they've been convincing me, which clearly there's an impact there for, for them to keep coming back. Hmm. Um, in any business... You can create a product, people can use it once, yep. and you lose them. Then you're going to market again to find somebody once, yep. and once, and once. You created experience more than anything. Yep. People keep coming back again, and again, and again. 
and their game. And that's our hedgehog is experience and hygiene. That's the thing that we, you know, drill into the franchisees and the and the um, and our guests and our customers and our staff and everyone. Like it's all about experience and hygiene. Yes. That's all you need to care about. Just care about how these people come in and make sure that they're safe. That's yes. all that they want. And you know. I think we're doing a pretty good job at this point. Clearly. But we're working hard at it and we yes. want to continue to do it like this. One thing is, Sam, for, for any young entrepreneur, um, I, you know, I always say entrepreneur because a lot of every young individual, the second they register the company, they call themselves entrepreneur. So let them have that part. Um, uh, one thing that I, my understanding is when you decided to start this team, City Cape, mm. you were everything. You did the run award. I'm assuming you were the receptionist, the accountant, the <laughs> plumber, even if you're not a plumber, you were everything, yeah. correct? Yeah. You were installing the product there. Yeah. So even not just, I'm a boss, I employ other people. Had to do it all. Yeah, we were. We were. And, and for every step of the growth process, yes. and even still now, there's things that I manage that I'm not very good at, and I know that, but you know, our resources aren't aligned with when we need to bring someone in that yes. can fill that gap of yes. my, you know, idiocracy. Yes. <laughs> but that's 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 how that that is the way to grow and scale a business is you must have your head inside this business. You can, yes. uh, I find people, you know, interesting that try and start a business with the intention to franchise it. Yes. Like you've missed the point. Yes. You've got to start a business that works yes. and then you've got to see if the systems are strong enough to support a franchise. Correct. It's not the other way around. Correct. And you can't build it that way around either because yes. then your passion for the product is not the product, it's the franchise part. Yes. So it's, it's a bit backwards way of thinking. But Do you, at this stage, sit, do you ever sit back for a minute and look at yourself in the mirror and say, Jeremy, you know, you started this from nothing. Um, do you pat yourself in the back while you're looking at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, there's a 72 locations in Australia, not five. Do you ever take a moment and say, yeah, build something? Mm. Um, I, no. Actually, you probably don't look at yourself in the mirror, you probably float. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like to be completely honest with you, I genuinely find that hard to do. Um, yes. Because clearly, this is not just, oh, okay, story. Unbelievable inspiration. When the ladies told me that, hey, we got a co-founder of City Cave, I was like freaking so excited. Um, uh, you know, specifically, I always relate to anybody that worked on tools for so yeah. many years, you know, to create something from nothing is not easy. So do you, you don't stop for a second and say, I just don't, I, my work's not done yet. Like I'm not, I'm not even at, I'm not even at base camp. So yes. I'm kind of like, uh, I'm, yeah, and maybe I should be better at it, definitely. Yes. Um, I get that feeling. I get the feeling of it when I'm at our conference with our franchisees yeah. and we're dancing and we've all had a few drinks and we're just so excited about yes. what we've done and what we've achieved and we look back over the year and we think that's fantastic. When I see the number will change 600,000 lives, that's what gives me that feeling. It's a lot of people. But it's, 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 it's very small in, in the I grand very, scheme think, of what we're trying to achieve. I think achieve. you're very humble and um, uh, you know, uh, like a lot of business owners, you know, putting yourself first. You know, there's 600,000 people and all of the franchises and every employee and then there's Jeremy somewhere. They're hiding, you know, it's all by you guys but me. Which is, a, a, a you know, again, um, it's um, 
tells um, says a lot about your character as well. Do you ever see yourself stopping? I thought about this a, a long time. You know, when you, when you first start, especially when you go into business, and I would have had these thoughts at the very beginning. It's like, can't wait for like an early retirement. You know, like I'll be, I'm going to be done by 40 and that's going to be me. Um, I think in the process to build, it's like running, right? In the process to build up to becoming a marathon runner or to run a marathon, it's very hard for you to go back and run three kilometers and be okay with that. So I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. This is discussion I have with Simon and myself um, uh, and, and other partners, Andre. All of us are in position to not do any work ever. Just, <laughs> you just stop. Just stop. Besides, I love fishing. Besides, driving cars or holidaying, you know, it's all. It's amazing. Yeah. But that's not me. Yeah. You know, so all the time when I was hustling, hustling, I didn't even realize which stage of my business I was in or where I am financially because I was just working head down, bum up, mm. which is something that I highly recommend to any young business owner. Just yeah. head down, bum up. Don't get distracted by the noise and all these great things. Just work. Yeah. Um, um, and then when you lift your head up, I'm actually doing okay. And then, you know, I've reached personally the, the level mm. of like, Actually, I am so in love with my life and things that I do. I can't see myself not being creative, challenged. And I actually put myself in a mirror. I asked, I think it was my brother. Um, he was on the other side of the hallway in my business. Mm. And I said, and I looked at him. I said, did you ever imagine everything stops today? We sold everything. We retired completely. And we got no purpose. Nothing to do. Like, imagine no city cave tomorrow. He sold it. Don't ever do anything. It's like, okay, it's like something's missing. Yeah. No action, no hustle, yeah. no buzzle, no, you know. And um, um, so I think um, when you get into the rhythm of, of, you know, pushing yourself to another level, I think it'll be hard for you to ever say, hey, well, let's just play golf six months yeah. this year. And, and I, I, we might I do it for three days and we come up with something else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the golf course, right? On the golf course. I, I've seen a lot of people like cross the chasm, you know, like from trying, building, hustling, doing this business for 30 years or 40 years or whatever, selling out, getting 60, 100 million dollars and then going, shit, what do I do now? And, and I think what I've seen uh, that's been the most successful transition is people adopting... Um, you know, small amounts of different roles in different areas of business and, and probably not dissimilar to what you're doing. You know, you diversified into a lot of different areas so you can learn even more from a different scale and then that applies in all your different areas that you're working in or the different verticals that you've um, put yourself. So I think that that's probably, yeah, if it's, there's a, it's if there's ever be, a day, it's healthy to be active. cut it up. Quite often, Sam and myself, we joke about, um, uh, about Warren Buffett and... Um, um, Charlie Menga, his right-hand man. Um, uh, so you got two business partners. One is 93 and one is 99. <laughs> still pushing, still working, you know. Yeah, uh, clearly, they can't retire now. I don't think if they retire, I don't think they have 30 more years to live. But, you know, keeping their mind um, active, um, it's, it's important. What is one piece of advice you would give to anybody that, that is starting their business what is ahead of them? Uh, I think you mentioned it before. It's 
you just have to stay your head in the game. Don't look up. Don't worry about competitors. Don't don't look over your shoulders. Just stay focused on what you're doing. And then the only time that you should be looking up is when you stuff something up and you ask for help and you put your hand up. And the only way to do that is you create a bunch of mentors. And I, I find mentors are like lifeguards, right? They're on the beach. They're not telling you how to swim, but you're within the flags. And every time that you're, you're down there, they're making sure you're still swimming, you're still, you're still alive. But then when you need help, you put your hand up and you've got mentors that can help you. And take the feedback, you know, be wrong. It's the best thing about doing business is being wrong. Like it's so good. So if you're not wrong, you're not in a business. Yeah. So I would say keep your head down and focused until you really feel like something's gone wrong and then put your head up and look for your mentors or find mentors, yeah. you know, pick people up along the way and ask people for coffee. Everyone's willing to have a coffee. I mean, any, anyone watching this right now, Mate, message me. I'm 100% open to talking to people about business. I love it so much. We message you and ask you for this interview. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Within two weeks, right? And we're here. We we're here. So, yeah, I, I, I just love it. You know, when people give me ideas. It does distract me a little bit because I get too involved in it. But, um, yeah, I get super excited. So I look forward to um, City Cave having thousands of locations yep. worldwide. And um, I look forward to, you know, now I have to go and, um, and see the place. I'm literally, after this, I'm, I'm going to, um, this week I'm promising myself I have to try it. But I look forward to seeing it in Tokyo and look forward to seeing it in New York. And every time I see it, I'll be like, ah, Jeremy, yeah. we met. <laughs> we met and um, it was an amazing story. So I will always feel proud. I. I love seeing other people do well. And I love seeing them when they're 10 times doing better than me. I was like, go. Yeah, I can tell. And that, and that, that, that speaks a lot to you. And, I, and, I've, and I've seen that, you know, different interviews that you've been in. And I've, I really appreciate you having me on. Um, the six, 600,000 people that we've changed today, mark my words, will we'll change 600 million people's lives. And I'm going to be one of those. Let's do it. Jeremy. Mate. Fucking change. Appreciate it.